This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. I'm an evolutionary astrologer and an energy worker and a channel. And uh, I also energetically program crystals on top of doing consultations. And uh, at tdjacobs.com, you'll find a wealth of 16 books and uh, a lot of channeled audio and astrology MP3s, uh, including with the channeled audio, energy work MP3s, which are critical to uh, energetic health. So I'm just uh, listening to a a podcast um, thinking about what's going on uh, in Washington in the U.S. and um, the look on President Obama's face when he met with Trump shortly after the election, two days after the election. And I was just thinking about that. uh, And I said, God, that sounds like a Saturn transiting the 12th house story, where essentially, you know, Trump's going to undo or may or will undo a bunch of things that Obama has set in motion because there's quite a lot of things that have been executive orders that the next person can just say, forget that. Um, but this idea of, of putting your, your life into something, your life's work, and then handing it off to somebody who is, uh, you know, a careless, uh, fear-mongering demagogue who is destructive and hateful and has, you know, as I've said many times, has no one's interest in his, you know, no one's best interest at heart except his own. So I was like, that sounds like a Saturn transiting the 12th house. And then I, and I hadn't looked at his chart in several years. Uh, I did when um, he was running against Romney early on in the Soul's Journey radio show years ago. I did a karmic profile of each of them just before the election. I think the week before the election, just to uh, give people an idea of these karmic journeys of these two individuals. So I haven't really looked at it since then. I remembered a couple key details. Haven't looked. Well, south node ruler Saturn for Obama is in the 12th. South node in Aquarius in the 1st. And I use traditional rulers when doing the karmic story. And the traditional ruler of Aquarius is Saturn. So what that means is that his role in many lives is as a 12th house person. So he's south nodes in the first house, so he comes from first house people. And he's got a lot of karmic conditioning in many lives about being a first house kind of person. He'll see the world in terms of, for example, the need for leadership, just first house idea, uh, or independence, or something like that. But the south node ruler says, who do you keep showing up as in many lives? What special skills and talents, what role do you inhabit, or are you nudged toward if you don't inhabit it? Regarding the South Node ruler in anybody's chart, you're essentially giving off karmic vapors about this is who I am. So even if you don't do it, others will see it in you and encourage you or nudge you or appoint you or throw something on your shoulders in hopes that you'll do it. You might not like the role. You might not like all that comes with it. But in many, many lives, you've done the kind of thing over and over again. Now, I'm not talking about a kind of job. I'm talking about a way of fitting into social scenarios. Oh, it could be a job. For many people, it will result in a job. But there's really kind of a function of who this person is in family, in society, in community, in school, at work. A function, a kind of way of being, as opposed to a specific, uh, a specific um, thing. So South Node ruler Saturn is in Capricorn. And it's conjunct retrograde Jupiter in Aquarius. 
and that orb is uh, a little over 5 degrees. So he shows up as a 12th house Capricorn person, and there's that you know, strong work ethic and, a, uh, you know, to some degree an interest in uh, social justice or an interest in 12th house themes in some way, reaching the masses, making a difference. But he's conjunct retro Jupiter and Aquarius, so he's got interesting ideas. He might be a little different. He might be a little bit of a maverick to some people. Um, but he's also got a thing about faith, Jupiter in the 12th. So there's that little detail. And what I want to what I want to talk about or teach about in this MP3 is about what it it's a it's a it's another installment in the longer teaching that I've been engaged in for years and teaching you about living in the 12th house. So I'm not going to do a whole karmic profile uh, of the guy. I'm just going to talk about that, you know, living in the 12th house in terms of handing over the office of the presidency to a buffoon. Um after you work so hard, you work your entire life to get here, and then now what? You know, that kind of thing. So the thing about the 12th house, and if you've listened to the Soul's Journey archives and you've followed that show for years, it ran from 2012 to 2015, uh, you heard a lot about 12th house stuff, Neptune stuff, Piscean stuff, because it's something that uh, I live with all the time, and I frankly kind of struggle with having faith and surrendering. But also, I notice the level of dialogue about Neptune, 12th house, Pisces uh, stuff in astrology can be not helpful. And so I've really endeavored to uh, deepen and extend and, and upgrade the quality of the dialogue about Neptune uh, and, and this archetype in general. A lot of us may think that it's uh, inscrutable or it's foggy. You can't figure it out. You can't understand it. But it really requires an alternate viewpoint and a different framework. Uh, archetypes or houses and signs, 1 through 11, have to do with being in the world. And the 12th house is about being multidimensional or releasing something that is in the world, letting go, surrender. So there's a definite difference in quality of the 12th house. We, we might read, we do read often in uh, astrology texts that everything, all the archetypes are contained in the 12th house, and this can lead to a bit of confusion about what's happening, you know, presumably because there's everything is contained in it. Really what's happening is, uh, in the 12th house process or, or processes, you are asked to enlarge, to have a personal ego, but surrender it to something greater than yourself, to surrender it to something true and bigger than yourself. And by the nature of ego, people try to control things, because I want, I need, I am, I think, blah, blah, blah. This is all these egoic kinds of uh, assertions. And by the way, if you've listened to me a lot, you know that I don't treat ego with shame. I just encourage us, encourage everybody, to align it with something true for us, to align it with heart, to align it with spirit, so that it's not uh, your brain, which is kind of the seat of ego, uh, taking control and having you... Um, you know, be a destructive hate monger or something like that, because that's what the brain would do. Defend against the other, vilify people, make, you know, uh, harsh pronouncements that aren't based in fact, but are based in personal fear and the reaction against fear. So we want to align ego with heart and spirit, and then we're able to bring light. It's kind of a Lucifer teaching, if you're familiar with that uh, from me. So when you live in the 12th house, you are asked to fit in 
with how things really work in this dimension, which involves multidimensionality, uh, to, to, to live how it, what it means when it costs to live on this plane, which involves multidimensionality, let's say it that way. So some people deal with spirits, you know, ghosts, spirit guides, channeling. My channeling thing has a lot to do with my 12th house placements, uh, actually sextile Neptune. You know, there, there's a there's a, a conversation in there. Uh, some people, and I have the artistic thing too, but some people are fully focused on the art uh, of whatever kind, of any kind. Some people about uh, being connected to the masses. Some people are trying to reach the masses. Some people about a flow of consciousness or a stream of consciousness in whatever way, you know, whether that's um, creativity or anything else. Uh, we, we're challenged in the 12th house processes to fit in to how things really work here. And this is about energetic resonance and vibration. So I teach that what is in your life, what has been, what is, what will be in your life, is a manifestation of what you're vibrating. And I encourage you to cease judging that it's in your life, but understand that you are a divine being, you are an energetic being, constantly broadcasting the signals the vibrations that are your thoughts, beliefs, attitudes, and feelings. You're vibrating consciously and you're vibrating unconsciously. So there's a whole thing in the 12th house about reworking what we're vibrating by looking at what's in our lives and discerning what, why is that here? What is the vibration that creates this suffering or this painful thing? And then dealing with that so we change the outward manifestation over time. Um, one of the key lessons in the 12th house is that you are already an energetic being who is the divine. You don't have to do anything to be deemed worthy of, quote, God's love, unquote. You are God. This is one of the teachings. So then we're struggling to live this way, to figure this out, but we live in 3D. We look at the world in terms of uh, cause and effect without realizing our conscious and unconscious vibrations are creating what's happening around us and to us. So Obama's whole life is a 12th house process. And anybody who has a South Madrua in the 12th will cycle through many different ways of living in with that archetype. So in some times of his life, he may lack faith. At other times, he may have absolutely unshakable faith. Uh, some other times, he may have faith in something and then upgrade it and let that thing go. Uh, and other times, he may see the world as full of things happening to him. Uh, and other times he may experience feeling very powerful because he's creating what he's choosing to focus on. We can see that. Somebody who gets to the presidency certainly has some of that going on uh, to some degree, at least. I mean, there's a whole team and a whole process and a political machine and then the actual elections. But, um, but focusing on intentions, right? This is a powerful 12th house thing. The reason I thought that this might be a Saturn in the 12th transit without remembering his ascendant is because when Saturn transits the 12th, the work of the moment is in surrender. What you need to do is let go. <laughs> what you need to do is work in 3D, but realize it's for a, a, a purpose that is beyond the scope of your controlling mind, your controlling ego. It's really common for people with uh, Saturn transiting the 12th to have to let go of something they've poured energy into for years, to have to let go or to have it dissolve. 
And this is, you know, to the ego, this can be feelings of powerlessness. And from a higher perspective, from a soul-based uh, perspective, it's about letting go. The work when Saturn in the 12th, is Saturn transit the 12th, is letting go. And if your south node ruler is in the 12th, then your whole life involves different ways of approaching letting go. Creating something and then being okay with releasing it and not losing faith and, and having faith that, that things are happening for a good reason. Uh, just a couple of uh, anecdotes. Um, a client of mine from several years ago, at her second Saturn return with Saturn natally in the 12th, um, she had gone through an extremely painful uh, work situation where she had invested two and a half decades, if my memory serves. It was well over 20 years. I think it was two and a half decades uh, in creating a program, a department where she worked. And uh, the leadership changed and this thing was uh, uh, discontinued. And so she left and she felt bereft and her health was suffering and her mood and her emotions you know, were, were tanking to, to a degree. And that's why she came to work with me was to work on healing that. Um, so she was invited to let something go and to see the bigger picture and not identify with something she had spent so much energy on. Now that's really hard for anybody. So there's absolutely no criticism that it was hard for her uh, to let go of something she had invested two and a half decades in. Um, but then again, this idea of it's not about your human self when a 12th house transit or 12th house placement is activated, uh, when a transit occurs or when the, the placement's activated, it's about learning to see, as I would say, through your spiritual eyes, in addition to seeing through your human eyes. So that's one anecdote. The other anecdote uh, for me, <laughs> I'll tell you mine. Um, I was in a good groove uh, of writing astrology books, mythology stuff, and articles. And I was in a good groove, and I, I'd always wanted to be a writer. And I had never wanted to be a channel or a medium. I always wanted to be a writer, but didn't have a topic. And then in my 30s, I found astrology, and everything just lit up, and I started writing, and I put out a bunch of books in short order. Shortly into that process, maybe after I'd written, I don't remember the timeline, but I'd written three or four. And I felt really good about myself, because I was finally uh, able to and in the position to do this thing that mattered so much to me in my personal development. So there's like an egoic thing. Um, and when Saturn, when it was in Libra, transited my 12th house, so this is a few years ago, uh, I spent a year going full bore into full channeling mode. And I ended up channeling four books. Some of it had been written or recorded before, and then I collected, you know, parts of one book had been these recordings and but but basically, I spent the year in hardcore channeling mode. So I was still writing, but they weren't my words. And it was fun, and I loved it, but it was super hard because it wasn't me. Somebody else was speaking through me. So I was challenged to let go of the egoic attachment to finally, so to speak, you know, finally uh, being a writer, which I'd always wanted to become. And uh, it was a good year, 
uh, doing the, when this happened, but it was also hard. You know, it was really hard to let go of that burgeoning identity. And, and now I'm writing books as well as channeling stuff, so now there's a balance. But at that time, my work was in the 12th house, to let go of my egoic attachment, to open the channeling chakras, to really get grounded and let uh, Sender Master Jehudi speak through me for a 12th house purpose, for a 12th house Libra purpose, to help make life better for people, to do what I can to bring through truth. So there's a great purpose for it. But the personality sometimes will suffer when challenged to not be itself. That's really the key with 12th house processes. So Obama's life is a 12th house process, and he has to let go of a lot of things that he would be proud about from his presidency. And that is going to be hard, because it would be for any person. I think he's strong enough that he won't see himself negatively. He won't have the 12th house paranoia that I sometimes have, like the universe is out to get me. <laughs> uh, I record this as I sit in my bed for the uh, 20th day after my knee injury. Then I started using crutches and my other foot got messed up. And then I healed that. And now both feet are messed up for a different reason. Uh, it's a long story. But anyway, so I'm sitting here in pain every time I move it hurts. And, you know, I say that as I feel confined and trapped, which are very negative 12,000 things. And I realize a lot of this situation is to challenge me to get over the paranoia and thinking that the universe is working against me, which again is 12th house healing with my Pluto there. So anyway, Obama's got to let go. I think he's strong enough to take some time and chill and try out different perspectives and not get stuck in negativity about it. But the look on his face as he's sitting there with this uh, man-child, you know, this ridiculous 70-year-old, 6-year-old tyrant, the look on his face just stuck with me. So anyway, that's a, that's your 12th house uh, lesson. As I said, your, wherever your Southland ruler is, Southland ruler by sign, uh, so if it's a Taurus south, then you're looking for Venus. You know, if it's a Libra south, then you're looking for Venus. Um, and I said to use traditional rulers, so I would use Jupiter for Pisces, Saturn for Aquarius, and Mars for Scorpio. Wherever that is in your chart, you are, over the course of your, li your lifetime, going to experience a bunch of different expressions of it. And I think it's uh, fair to argue that... Um, I, th I think, how do you say this? I think it's safe to assume, that's what I want to say, um, that Obama has never been in this position before in this life. Creating something giant, creating a legacy that a tyrannical child will mostly undo. Okay. Check out what I'm up to at tdjacobs.com, including other astrology, audio, and the channeled audio, including energy work MP3s, and the crystals that will help you change your vibration, and uh, 16 books, including six channeled books. Take care of yourself, and I'll talk to you soon.